Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams with you today. What's up, Kevin? Pound that out, man. Boom. That's like old school, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Going back, man. Yeah. Well, well, today we are... Uh, we're back in the studio and continuing to take our stand. And uh, as you said, it's a season for us to stand up and to speak out. That's right. We are doing that. Um, and, and man, people are, are listening. I mean, we had so many people reach out last week that just said that last week's show, for whatever reason, it just landed right in the moment and was talking about vision. Um, it was good. So we're, we've got a lot of energy momentum. We're going to carry on today with a no part, part two. Oh, come on, man. This, <laughs> this is what you're made for, man. Hey, dude, bottom of the ninth, two outs, two strikes. Throw me a, a fastball. I like pressure. I know you do. I took the pressure vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was looking at my report cards from when I was a kid, and they're a disaster. <laughs> And on the back, the teachers always said, doesn't try hard enough, doesn't put forth best effort. All this crap. It never stays in his seat, all that stuff. <laughs> and my mom's just trying to figure it out on the back. She's like, I don't understand. Please give me more information. <laughs> it's so funny. I, that when you said report card, I said, I wonder what those teachers' notes were. <laughs> I had two good years, man, third and fourth grade. And fourth grade was the teacher that gave me the mower and said, this kid, start a business. <laughs> Anyway, restlessness uh, is a good thing, and uh, we got plenty of it because we are equipped and we're out. We are the church dispersed, and uh, so back to the title of the show. No pressure. <laughs> all good, baby. All good. So today's title is The Posture of Faith, The Importance of Vision, Part 2. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, the idea of vision is extremely important because uh, it, it's it's ultimately the direction you're moving in. Mm -hmm. So it gives you that thing to not only look forward to, to put hope in, but um, to take a step toward. And the more you step toward it, the more clear it becomes. Mm -hmm. The more you run from it uh, or the more you hang loose, the fuzzier it gets uh, or it, or you can completely dismiss it. And, and I would say that most people do. Mm. And the main reason is fear. Mm. So anyway. So, yeah. Well, as, as you're saying this, I'm getting this picture right. And, and one of the reasons why and, – and listen, we recognize and understand there's a lot of people right now who are really struggling. Like there's right. a – people are struggling. Like there's a, there's a moment in time when, you know, it, it's just kind of reaching a, a – a, a, you know, a peak or a pinnacle of, of just frustration. Mm -hmm. But what that ultimately to me says is that maybe hope has been misplaced. Maybe vision has yeah. been non-existent or sure. the wrong vision. Right. You know? mm -hmm. So if you've placed your hope, I think about this passage all the time from, um, I think it's Proverbs. It says, um, I don't hope in horses or chariots, mm. but my hope is in the Lord. And I just love that because, yeah. you know, a king, for King David, his hope was in the Lord. And so right now, if there is massive frustration, I think the root of that, which is what we're pressing into, mm -hmm. is maybe there is no vision or the vision has been wrong. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at uh, completely perishing for lack of vision mm. or taking over. Um, I, I, got a, I got a book the other day. It's, a, it's just a constitution and a declaration of independence in a little small book. I'm really digging going into the bookstore again. It's been a while because, you know, like I said, I've never touched a mask. It will never. I don't mess with any of that crap. But uh, it's nice to go in there, have a coffee, and look at some good books. Uh, there aren't many. <laughs> but, 
but there are a few. This is a great Thomas Paine quote. I wanted to read it um, because I think it speaks to exactly what what God's put on my heart and, and what we're doing together and uh, with a lot of people, our whole community. But it says, this is a Thomas Paine quote from 1776. It says, we have it in our power to begin the world over again. A situation similar to the present hath not happened since the days of Noah until now. The birthday of a new world is at hand. And, you know, that to me, man, that's where we are. Mm. So, uh, but you, that's a Thomas Paine quote, so just go find it and put that up on your mirror or something. That's pretty tough. Yeah. Uh, it's time to start over. That requires vision. Yeah. What's so beautiful about this is that we've been doing this show off and on for four years now, and one of the things that we taught on very early was the parabolic nature of God, Right. the Hebraic nature of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus taught in parables. There's a top side you can see and the right. bottom side you can't. Everything comes back around. It's yeah. circular, tides, that's right. whatever. Yeah. Um, that's where we are. We're in this parabolic season where we've right. come back around, mm-hmm. you know, and here we are. So it's beautiful yeah. to see. So going into vision, man, we can get yes. off on rabbit trails here. <laughs> you got to go back to your roots. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I think the, the, the best place to start is just by picking up from last week. Um, you know, I just have a kind of a mishmash of notes here and just try to make a show out of it. But the, the important thing from the heart is – to remember uh, the posture of Jesus. Uh, and, and we have to think about him as a person, um, and we've been talking about that a lot, um, rather than God. Now, he is God, all right? Don't mistake that. But he was also all human. And so we, we want to dig into that a little bit. So it, it, when you do that, that means you have to dig in more than just reading the similitudes and the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, you have to dig into his human nature and how he handled things, and because that's exactly how we're supposed to do it. Mm. So that's not debatable. Um, we don't get to say, that's Jesus, not for me. You know, he's God and he did it. No, he's uh, showing us. He is the model of what it means to be a son or daughter of the living God. So... Uh, which ultimately means um, that we have to take on his persona, and we should. We're designed for it. Mm. All right? So we were talking about uh, uh, this uh, delivery system of communicating, of navigating life, and I just call it firm, gentle, joyful. Um, And then last week we talked through this just a little bit, um, but firm is a posture uh, you know, gentle is a tone, and joyful is direction. So we need all three of those for uh, true uh, faith and uh, faith exercised toward a vision. So w- w- we want it. There's so much here, um, and um, it would just take hours and hours to unpack all of that. But so we want to camp out on the on the firm part of this. All right. So you know, it's it's real easy to walk through the whole thing, but but the firm part is where we are. We're, we're in a place where we need to be firm. Mm. And, and for example, we've got people in our own community who are having to stand up against uh, idiotic vaccine mandates, um, and, uh, and they're, you know, they're having to make t- tough choices. So uh, you can call that a struggle or you can call it an opportunity. And I think the people with that heart of Jesus um, – 
may may struggle a little bit, but they are taking their stand. So right now, more than ever, in that Thomas Paine quote, we need to take a stand. It's not time to be, uh, you know, meandering around and you know trying to find a new place to worship and all that. I mean, that's fine, but it's time to recognize who you are. So the question is, are you emulating the heroes of faith or simply quoting them? Mm. And I love that question. That's something God put on my heart a decade ago because I feel like I was quoting the heck out of them, but I didn't know how to emulate them. Mm. And that's so. So I'm, I'm I'm contextualizing and bringing everything yeah. back in. Yeah. So so we have Jesus, right? Who was our Lord and Savior? Yes, we declare that. That is our you know beacon, right? Right. But he was also our model. He was the new Adam, the new mm-hmm. man. He became the example of how we are called to live. And so our call as followers of Him is nothing less than to become like Him. Right. Right. And emulate. Him. Yes. And so how we do that is by our relationship to right. our surroundings, whether that people, and you said his posture was firm, right. his tone was gentle, mm-hmm. and his direction was joyful. Mm-hmm. And so we have to begin to emulate that. Yes. And, and, and this season that we are in is a season for firmness. Yes. And and going back to the idea that Jesus the peacemaker, Jesus the love is love, if that version of Jesus is the actual Jesus, he would have never been crucified. Right. Because he did come into a system of thought, a system of practice and habit and he mm-hmm. turned it on its head. Right. Jesus did not bend to the Pharisees. He moved forward right. with the new covenant new kingdom. That's right. Right. So yeah. that's where we are again. Yeah. Yeah, that's important. I mean, it it's good to to you know continue to continually uh, <clears throat> reframe it, but it's uh, because it's so much and so big, and and it's such a fire hose mentality. But uh, yeah, so think about this: that that firmness is a posture. Now, there are exceptions uh, it, when you get down to tone, you know. But but think about most of the time. Uh, no matter what, even though Jesus was angry, uh, obviously angry in defense of his father's house when people were perverting it and turning it into something filthy and counterfeit, uh, and he used force. Uh, and uh, that was the one and only time. But that same heart, that same firm stand was complete throughout his life. And he didn't know everything when he was a kid. It says he learned obedience through suffering. He doesn't know the time and the days that only the Father knows. We know that Jesus, as a man on this planet, for a little while, did not know everything. He learned. He had to, yes, he had to be prepared. And, uh, you know, so he is our model. We have to be prepared. We become sons and daughters, um, but it's life-changing. So there's a preparation period, all right? So when you think about being firm, this is the first step. This is, uh, you know, it kind of all works together, but you, you have to remember when you are afraid, when the enemy is bullying you, the answer is not to run. Mm. It's not to, you know, just throw Scripture at the enemy in a way where you're just quoting the heroes of faith. You have to actually look at how these people handled that. Mm. And Jesus being, you know, the number one uh uh, uh, candidate, I guess, to follow, right? He's God and man. So anyway, uh, where he leads, there is no risk uh, or regret, but there will always be some pain. And I want to read some of that because we have to have 
that confidence. So, so what Jesus had was heavenly confidence, whether he was sleeping in the boat. That's the same confidence. Uh, that's the same, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to be shaken uh, whether, when he was standing before Pilate. Mm. He didn't fight with him. He didn't argue with him. He just took back that authority. And uh, this is power. Mm. It's the same thing as if you, you know, somebody's telling you you got to be vaccinated. You don't want to be. I mean, you you don't have to get all up in arms. You have to stand firm. Mm. That is calm, mostly, mm. right? Jesus exercised a little force, but that's the exception, not the rule. Most of the time, all the time, he was efficient. All the time, he was productive. All the time, he was confident. That's that's you know, this is our model. So if we don't have that. And we're worried about everything. Guess what? We get sick. Uh, we're afraid of the sunshine. We're afraid of normal, good things, meat. Uh, you know, it's perverted. It's counterfeit. And that's where the world has gone. So they have no vision. And, um, you know, it's called the herd time, right? Uh, cut it all down. Depopulate the world. It doesn't matter whether you believe that or not. All you got to do is look around you. So the antidote is not um, cursing it. The antidote is saying, I'm here for a reason because God put me here. What's that about? And I'm going to get on with it, even if it's just one step, one yeah. baby step. So so in the midst of these opportunities, as you call them, not challenges, right? They're opportunities. Right. Um, we always there, – there is a proper way to respond, mm-hmm. and there's an improper way to respond. Now, sure. we don't always get it right. You know, I mean, there's times when our emotion comes up. and right. you know, but, but ultimately, what we're driving to here is to respond with a firmness like Jesus. Yes. You know, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean fight the enemy, yell at him, throw scripture at him. It just means you're resolute, or as we said at the end of last week's show, unshakable. Yes. Well, I, I, I sent a text to uh, somebody the other day. Uh, I sent a, actually... Um, it just kind of hit me. I need to make a little meme out of it, but it, it's uh, it's got three three lions running right at you. Uh, I know you can see that. Oh barely. yeah, yeah, the picture. Okay. And uh, but I just wrote down: vision equals no room for distraction. Run with us or from us equals the heart and posture of the true men and women of God who are effectively unshakable, like Jesus. We are fearless. And um, it's just powerful, man, and I need to put it all together, but uh, but I'll just read it again. Vision equals no room for distraction. So you can't be distracted when you are focused on where you're going. If you don't know where you're going, you will live in distraction. Mm, that's so, so good. That, just that right there, sit and marinate on that. So, so you know, the other thing um, God really put on my heart was in the firmness mode, Again, there's more to all this, okay? But but right now, this is the time we're in. We have to stand up to evil. We're not here to transcend it. We're here to stand up against it. What's that look like? Well, that's that lion. That's that we are fearless thing. Let's go. And that requires a willing heart. But but it's it's just powerful. Um, but I, but I just kept hearing this: run with us or from us. Mm. The heart and posture of the true men and women of God. Who are effectively unshakable. It equals that. That's Jesus. Like Jesus, we are fearless. Now, Jesus was fearless. So, and he is the lion of Judah. So, we've got to tap into that before we can do anything else. Otherwise, we're toast. Yeah. 
So if you want the bully to fall like a wet noodle, stand up. If you live in fear, then he becomes your God, and you will follow that. You can't halfway do it. Mm. That requires firmness. Once you understand that, then you can begin to move and navigate toward vision. Mm. And um, so there's a lot to it, but this is one part of it, and I think it's so important that we grab hold of this. We have to be firm. Remember, firmness, I wrote this last week, um, but I'm going to say it again. Firmness is a posture, not an emotion. It's not angry. Mm, That's key. Firmness is a posture, not an emotion. Mm. It's not angry. Firm stand sees the enemy the way God does. That's really important. You have to see the enemy the way God does. Now, I'll walk through the others briefly. A gentle delivery sees people the way God does. A joyful direction sees the future the way God does. You need all of that Mm. for vision. Gosh, that's so good. Um, But we're we're talking today about firmness, and, uh, uh, you know, a couple of weeks I'm going to be out and we're going to do some things, but we'll come back and we'll, we'll drill down into these other ones. But right now... The very first thing is to be firm and to stand up, to stand up to the things that you uh, feel like they're being forced down your throat. They're not. They well, can't be. Well, it's, it's interesting you said that firmness um, is a proper picture of the enemy, right? It, I just want to get the wording right. But. Yeah. Well, firm is a posture. Right. But it it's, gives you a picture it, of the enemy, It's right? not an emotion. It's not angry. And... and Firm sees the enemy the way God does. Remember, faith is God's perspective. Yeah. So this idea of seeing the enemy as God does. Yes. There's been this pressing thing on me, and, you know, you go back to horror movies, for example. Okay? So Uh horror movies, when you you start talking about, like, Dracula or Frankenstein, like old black and white, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, in the (laughs) 70s, the whole demonic possession kind of thing came in. Uh I think it created an indoctrination in our culture of a massive fear of the enemy, Mm -hmm. of whatever we... You know, uh, you know, whatever we painted that picture like, the devil with horns in the tail or the possessed person or the spirits, right. or whatever. So my point is, mm-hmm. is we have had an unhealthy picture in seeing the enemy, and not through the way God sees him, as a created being, not his equal. You know what I mean? Like, that's massive to me. Right. And so we don't have a proper recognition of the enemy. Sure. And so we end up fighting this thing we don't even have to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? In, in the wrong way. We fight in the wrong well, way. Well, if you're six and you're going through a haunted house, you're going to be afraid. So grow up. It's a haunted house. It's plastic faces. It's garbage. Now, this is me just saying, do you believe God or not? Because mm. God says, I haven't given you the spirit of fear. But, uh, you know, sound mind, love, and, and, and power. Power. That's ours. This mm-hmm. is our place. So you've got, you're here to take landscape. You're here to take geography. This is kingdom work. And if you're not ready for it, then, you know, that's, that's between you and God. But right. the ones who are, this is your time, your playing field. We got to stop complaining about the playing field and get on with it. Yeah. And so we have to have vision. This is the value of your life, and it matters. But if you complain about it, uh, instead of standing up, I'm not saying you can't have a blowout once in a while. We all need that. 
It's just you've got to get in the mode of having vision, and that requires a firm stand, not anger. Uh, you may have anger in there, mm. but but that's not what a firm stand is. Like I said, when Jesus was sleeping in the boat, when the others you know, were, were worried, he, he, he was being firm. Yeah. It, it, when he was uh, um, teaching Martha uh, about Mary's, uh, the better way, he was being firm. Mm-hmm. It means he's unshakable. And that's what I was reading earlier with the picture of the lions, which nobody can see it, but Jesus was unshakable. Mm. And that's what we have to be. So in order to be unshakable, you have to have a foundation of faith. And that faith is not something... Jesus didn't pay for your faith. He paid for you to have the freedom to use it. We, if, if your faith costs you nothing, then it is worthless. Mm. Say that again. Jesus didn't pay for your faith. He, he didn't paid. pay for your faith. He paid for you to have the freedom to express it, to use it, to grow it. Mm. And you throw that away by waiting on him to push you or, you know, some other method of what we think Christianity is. It's like the haunted house. It's, you know, it, it's the plastic church. Yeah. I need to go there. I need more self-help. I need, look, I don't want to get down that rabbit trail, but we are the church dispersed. People, you know, spirit and truth time. Let's go. Go worship where you want to, but the rest of the week is way more time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. And if you're just striving for security, you probably never have it. If you have it, you're probably going to fall asleep in the comfort of it. So that is a side street that we don't need to go down. We're not here for that. We're here to put a dent in this thing and stand up. One of the things that I'm, I'm thinking through with, with vision right now, Kev, is so many people... All they have is what they know and what they've experienced, right? And so there, there's a challenge sometimes. You always say, invent a new color, right? <laughs> so you can't. I mean, everything has a reference point from what has been. Right. But in regard to the kingdom, the words like revival, the church, whatever, yeah. so many people, when they're casting a vision, it's like they're holding on to the old or wanting to fit the vision into that box. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's problematic right. because God doesn't change, but how he expresses himself and how he relates to people certainly has changed. Um, and so, uh, you know, I should speak to that for a moment about somebody who wants to cast a vision, but it's like they're holding on to, you know, what they knew. Yeah. Well, you've got to start living from who you are. You got to quit begging for victory and step into it. You have it. But but if you're scared, listen, walk by faith, not by sight. What does that mean? Most people just quote it, but they don't really live by it. They don't understand it. I'm not beating people up. I'm trying to challenge and inspire. Mm. It's it's not it, it's just not a sermon. It's just lived out. It's real. And you're amazing to God, right? Be encouraged. So, but if you don't step into that, the enemy has already won. Mm. So if you want to give into a wet noodle, then don't step into vision. Just hang loose. You know, do what makes you feel good. Drink, um, you know, whatever. That's ridiculous. Mm. And you get tired of it at some point. Yeah. So casting a vision. Oh, here, let me read this real quick to kind of speak to that because I – 
you know, as I work with different people, things hit me and, and uh, they come out in different ways, but I wanted to read this because this is really important um, to, to speak to fear and indecision, which was exactly what uh, uh, one uh, young, young fella uh, was expressing to me. So I just said this. Um, we okay on time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got uh, about five minutes, Joe, something like that. Okay. Three to four minutes. But just just, just hear me out and indulge me just a second here. So my answer to him was, you're already victorious. You have to begin to act like the things that God says about you. You're his child, his friend, his bride. We are his bride. So we've got to start to live from that place. It takes time, but take baby steps. All right, so it's in that context of you can always say, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And you just keep saying that, and nothing will ever happen, right? So I just said, where he leads, he, capital H, where he leads, there is no risk or regret, only reward, earthly value, and the victory of lasting significance. This is an absolute and is not debatable. And where he leads, there is always some pain, but only the momentary pain that comes from discipline pruning, stretching, good tree, there's good fruit, it's got to be pruned first. Uh, And that's scripture. The sooner you can choose a life free of fear, not avoiding pain, but moving forward despite it, the sooner you can begin to understand your true heavenly identity and earthly impact. So it's not, the sooner you can choose a life free of fear, it's not avoiding pain. Mm. but moving forward despite it, mm. okay? And, and God will use it because all things work, right? And that pruning, man, it will change you. First Peter 5, just check it out. At the end, he says it's temporary and it establishes you, mm-hmm. right? It's important. So you can't be afraid of that. You have to go forward and embrace it. The best method is to simply plant a seed and then another and, well, then another. Even the perceived risk is small. This is, you know, those gentle Steps, small steps, a game of inches. Remember, faith isn't knowing everything in advance. It's knowing that God knows everything and is leading you gradually toward his beautiful outcome, uh, design, and soul-satisfying intent for your life. In other words, the best, most important thing you can ever do is improve your spiritual listening skills rather than your intellect. Mm. Also, keep in mind that God, for those he loves, will most often afflict the comfort of a man so that he will grow up and be willing to use his life and gifts to comfort the affliction of many. Dream big, start small, repeat daily. Take a small risk, what you can do. That's in parentheses. And watch what God does. He will reward you with enough trust to begin to carry out what you can't not do eventually. Hunger over habit, use faith, and it will grow. Avoid it, and it will atrophy. Trust me in this. Put a smile on your heart. Get excited in your future about your future and those in it, and then take a step. Mm. So that's uh, I know it's long. Thanks for indulging me, but there's a lot in there. There's so much in there. Uh, so good about the uh, and just go back and really listen to that um, because it, it this is where we've got to go. Mm-hmm. And and but you you don't have to understand it all in one step just start taking a step there go there go there do not let the enemy pull you away yeah that's all he's got mm. the wet noodle yeah you know amen 
Good, good stuff, Kev. Um, like I said, hit the, hit the rewind button on that. Folks, go back and listen to it and uh, and let it in your heart. Uh, we're going to take a short break, recognize our corporate partners. You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith on Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM, back right after this. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to Wake Up Our Faith today. Kevin and I both appreciate it. You can stay connected with us and all we do by going to uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. Uh, we're in the process of uh, putting a new face on our website, some new features. We're in the process of uploading some new content for our portable faith community as it continues to grow. It's a great way for you to stay encouraged on the daily and be in a community with other people. There's intercessory prayer um, access to that, as well as um, our one-to-one mentoring. So get plugged in. You can go to uprint.life, click on the link to get started uh, to begin that process. Our corporate partners are who make this possible along with us. They partner with us to make this happen. We want to take some time to recognize them, uh, one of them being Cap Trust of Wilmington and our good friend Chris Riley. They're in the process, or in the business, excuse me, of enriching the lives of clients and families through sound financial advice. They focus on long-term financial planning. Reach out to Chris Riley and his team at Cap Trust Wilmington at 910-256-8882. If you're buying a new home or if it's time to revisit your home and auto insurance needs, give our friend TJ Dunn with Sheely Insurance a call. Sheely Insurance is an independent agency, which means they can shop a variety of companies and prices to make sure that you get the right coverage at the right rate. No charge to review your insurance. Give them a call at 910-408-0300. Again, TJ Dunn with Sheely Insurance. Freeman Landscaping is Eastern North Carolina's largest family-owned residential and commercial landscaping and irrigation firm. They do phenomenal work. We're grateful for the Freeman family. If you have any needs regard to landscaping irrigation, 910-796-1166. Yesterday, I had the opportunity to sit down with Dr. Greg Veeman of Seaco Skin Surgery, also his ministry, Everlasting Strength. Had a great interview there that's going to be available um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, also, there's a separate interview that's going to be a part of our portable business community when we launch that. Dr. V is an awesome man with a great testimony, everlastingstrength.org on the web. Blue Wave Dentistry, offering comprehensive personal dental care located at the entrance to Brunswick Forest. Info at bluewavedentistry.com or give them a call, 910-383-2615. Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington, ptservicesofwilmington.com on the web. Family owned and operated since 1983. Multiple locations to serve the Wilmington area, 910-763-8286. Chris Hutchins, our good friend with Guaranteed Rate Mortgage, more than 25 years' experience in the mortgage business. If you're buying or refinancing, reach out to Chris Hutchins at Guaranteed Rate is a must, 910-344-0304. Also to our real estate partners, Century 21 Swallier & Associates, family-owned and operated for 30 years, the Carolina's largest, most successful Century 21 agency, 910-256-0021. And also the Rising Tide Real Estate Team, This is a full-service real estate team representing buyers and sellers out of the Intracoastal Realty Office. You can give them a call at 910-620-7177. Many thanks to all of our corporate partners. Now back to Wake Up Our Faith.
Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams in studio today, marching through another uh, episode of fantastic content, really helping you wake up your faith, step into who God's called you to be, be firm in this season, uh, and be a part of uh, bringing and birthing what God's doing in the earth right now uh, for his kingdom. It's a good thing and a good moment in time. Many thanks to our brother and friend, Joe Catanacci, uh, in studio today, producing the show with the, <laughs> with, with the Big Talker 106.7 FM. Um, Kev, I wanted to, um, just a quick thing, man, for personally for me. Today, yes. today is my oldest's birthday, Matthew's oh, birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah, so well, little Matthew. Mr. Ma- Matthew's 11 today. All right. Yay. <laughs> so anyway, I just want to wow. c- celebrate him, buddy. I love you. I'm proud of you, man. Uh, keep stepping up and stepping in. Um, so, <laughs> Amen. Um, so we're talking today about vision and um, this idea of being firm, that the vision requires a firmness. Jesus was firm. Um, it may be angry, and not necessarily as always angry, and it doesn't give you license to just be a jerk for being a jerk's sake, but it's about right. following where the Lord's leading, um, because where he leads, you said there's no risk, That's right. there's no regret, right. and there is always a heavenly reward. Yes, and uh, there is always some pain involved. Yeah. So get used to it. <laughs> right. But you move forward despite it. Look, it's uh, soft heart, thick skin. We got to thicken up some skin, mm. uh, you know. And but the world wants it to be the opposite: hard heart, thin skin, and that's, that's what okay. we see everywhere, right? That's why it's hard to watch anything because it's mostly filled with a bunch of idiots. Um, <laughs> you see it everywhere. But anyway, um, that's a great picture, man. Because the, the the idea of you know, there's this biblical concept I'm thinking in Ephesians where it says he talks about the futility of the mind of the Gentiles, mm-hmm. right? So he's mm-hmm. calling the Gentiles out of their Gentileness into the Israel <laughs> grafted in family of right. God. He's like, they give themselves over to the futility of their mind and their hardness of heart. Yeah. And so that's just what we're seeing. We're yeah. we're in a world right now with hardened hearts and and soft skin. I love that. That's so good, man. That's just right where we are. This is so good. You well, need like a personal meme creator. Like it just goes around with you and just births out memes. We got a lot of good things coming. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, maybe maybe we'll throw one of those in. I'm going to hire somebody, man, to just follow you around and generate memes. Uh, no, we, we uh, look, got. God's uh, doing big things, and uh, I mean, when is He not? Um, but right now, it's it's if you you can just go there, you'll start seeing it, and uh, that's that's why it, it's so important. Uh, you know, I think I sent you that quote yesterday, um, the Thomas Paine one. Yeah, it, yeah, if you have vision, this is the greatest time in the history of man to be alive. If you don't, it's the worst. Mm. Now you decide. If you want to sit around, look, you know, like we got to do, uh, we have to stand up, like for Joe. Joe's got to get on top of it. He's doing it his way. And that, that's standing up. And yeah, there's complaining that, but somebody needs to stand up and say it, right? So that's, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that internal anxiety where at night you're worried about this and you're, you're worried about your future and you're struggling over everything. Depression, that is not from God. Mm-hmm. And you have to stop. Cross back over that line and say, wait a minute, Jesus paid everything for me, and it would have been only me if I were the only one. That's Scripture, right? So what do you do with that? Do you, do you, the first thing you have to do is take a firm stand. It, firm is not an emotion. It's a bank vault. Put a smiley face on it. It's firm. It doesn't negotiate. So you don't have to negotiate 
with the enemy or any governmental idiot who this is smoke and mirrors. They're pushing it. Is there some some layer of it that that, that can creep into your life? There there is. But it's waking people up. Thank you, Lord, for that. Mm-hmm. But it's not waking them up to be afraid. It's waking them up to take their place. Where will you be? What will you do? What is your life about? How will you be remembered in this moment? Who cares who comes to the funeral? I'm just saying, what's the value of your life right now is, is where you take a stand. You know, are you trying to hoard and and and, and white knuckle your future, or Hunker do you down. trust God? So, so anyway, all that said, I mean, it's not that you know, one press the preach button, but uh, but you ask about casting a vision. So, what I'm saying, without going on for hours, which I can do, is is simply begin with a firm agreement and a stand that says, "This thing God gave me, I'm going to live out." And nothing is going to get in the way of it because God made me to do this. If you don't have that, just start by believing that. Mm-hmm. Go back to that place. You know, we've got all kind of architecture and, and curriculum and things to walk through. That's mentoring and, you know, there's a lot. But, but this is the simple thing of it. You know, start with firmness. And uh, so yeah, I made a note a minute ago. Just You, you have to agree – with God, so here's a way that you can do that, right? Uh, people want to study, but I don't know, and so they get Jesus calling or some other thing, which is fine. But you want to dig into the Word. We have a whole course on that, and 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 you know all that. But here's the simplicity. Here's one way: pick a hero, pick one hero of faith, and learn all you can about them. That person, yeah. <clears throat> and just dig in and let them inspire you. Learn about their mistakes. Uh, consider uh, their best assets, and you're always going to come back to this. Mm. Those who changed everything, they let go of their own will, Mm. and they followed God's, and God gave them the desires of their heart and a place in history. Well, we're no different. Mm. We're standing on their shoulders. This is our time. So that's one way to begin casting a vision you know, we got the dreaming and all that other stuff and, yeah. the, and the stew of it all. Well, I, I love that because of the practicality of it. Because there's a lot of folks who are intimidated, right, by the Bible. Right. It's this big thing, and I can't understand it, and it's so right. huge. Where do I start, you know? I mean, I, you probably hear that. I know I do. And and so yeah. this is a great way to break off that idea. Just say, take a person and, and focus yes. on them. Yeah. And look at them as a real blood and guts person, which they yes. were. And begin to understand, you know, what character traits they have. That's right. And like you said, their their shortcomings, their strengths, their their values, and create a a map or a picture of this person. Mm-hmm. You know, I know years ago when we first met, <clears throat> this is something that you encouraged me to do with Peter. Mm-hmm. You know, and just really go through. And so you spend time with this guy. Now, what's so beautiful about that is we we talked about the chosen on the last couple of episodes, but I think the chosen has done a beautiful job of bringing Peter to life, mm-hmm. right? Sure. You know, and it, and it, because I'd already done that, mm-hmm. then you start to relate with this character that's being portrayed. You see right. it as a picture, you know. Yeah. And so when these pictures come to life from the pages, mm-hmm. there's no longer you're quoting them. You actually have a testimony that you can embrace. Yeah, that's right. And and so you know, it's one of the things that, that I tell people who who do struggle or I don't know where to start. You know, take it in, imagine it, all that stuff. Well, 
pick somebody, just mm-hmm. one person. And I know a lot of people uh, start with David uh, or Esther, or, or you know, you can relate. And there's incredible men and women in there. But these are the heroes. They're not just the Hall of Fame people. There's they're more. You know that are not all included in that in Hebrews, but just pick somebody, you know, and learn all you can about them. And what you begin to do is number one, your hunger grows. It's it's like the eating salad when you're a kid, you didn't like it, and mom put some cheese on it, and then all of a sudden you start eating it, and you want more. <laughs> so think of it that way. But but uh, um, I, I did want to read something else, and I know I'm being very indulgent, but I'm gonna be out for a couple of weeks, so I'm gonna take it. <laughs> I'm gonna take it. Um, this is uh, probably my favorite part of my own book, uh, and I've written a lot of stuff, not just a book, uh, but this book is uh, this is really important in terms of what I just said, what we just talked about. Think about this. Um, you have to become a fool, right? That means everything's upside down. So if you understand Scripture, then you begin to understand the character of God and how He relates with people. Mm. You can relate to people. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because it'll, it'll take a minute, but uh, just think about this. Um, <clears throat> In an upside-down kingdom, it's a foolish thing not the practical that glorify the king. When the fool has a need, he meets the need of another. That's a stand, right? That's a firm stand. Instead of complaining, go help somebody else, right? When his hands are empty, he offers his hands instead. Um, <clears throat> when his storehouse overflows, he remembers that life is a vapor and counts giving a much greater privilege than making his future a little safer. You know, to me, this is just Jesus, man. Um, when he is maligned, he is kind. When he is about to faint from depression, he offers high praise to the Lord, and for others, he makes petition. When he's counted by men as foolish in faith, lazy when things look tough, and lucky when things seem great, he rejoices, gives thanks, and reflects on these one-time foolish things. Now, this is Scripture that was me, but this is scripture that I knit together to prove this point on these one-time foolish things from scripture, right? God made a way for Noah to escape, Sarah to conceive, Isaac to leave the altar, and Abraham to father nations, Jacob to prosper over Laban, Joseph to feed the nations, Moses to deliver a nation, Joshua to win the promised land, Gideon 300 to prevail over more than a hundred thousand, and God gave David the favor for an everlasting throne, Elijah the speed to outrun a chariot and the power to feed a widow for months from a single meal, Jeremiah the zeal to stand alone, Daniel the conviction to pray out loud and face death, Esther the favor at just the right hour, Nehemiah the vision to rebuild, and ultimately he made a way for the birth, sacrifice, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior, and King of everything, to exchange himself for a bride. So it goes on. But if you don't know Scripture and you're not hungry for it and you're not digging into it because you're afraid of it, then you won't know what that means. Mm-hmm. That stuff happened. Yes. And if we start believing that and carry the same vision and carry that torch, we win. And that, that's what we've got to do. So vision is really important, but it starts with a firmness, a stand. You know, I'm not angry. I get angry. But 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 this is firmness. Mm. So I'm just trying to say to people, look, we're doing it. We're going to stand up. You know, you you, you got somebody pushing you pushing on you for a, a vaccine at your job. Stand up. Mm. I'm not saying it's easy. There's pain involved. Yeah. 
but stand up to it. You know, in whatever way God leads you to do it. You yeah. know, if you're ready to move on and that's freedom for you, then do that. We're behind you. Yeah. But but stand. Take a stand. So th- this is a this is a moment in time and, and again, these are your heritage. These are these are your family. Right. So sorry. Go ahead. Well, so so we're in and and like you said with with uh people we walk with whose employers are starting to press mandated vaccines. Yeah. Um, we just had the, our county was one of only a few counties who last night voted to put the kids back in masks where they go get back in a couple of weeks. Um, I think, and again, God's the how, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to separate this because these types of situations for people who are passionate about it, mm-hmm. whether it's a vaccine or whether it's a mask or whatever, it could be right. a number of things. That's just prevalent in cultures. So we're speaking sure. to it. Um, how you take a stand, right, mm-hmm. says everything. Sure, you know, and and again, you look back in history at people who did take stands, like mm-hmm. a Rosa Parks, who right. said, "I'm not moving." Who, like in MLK, right, right who wrote letters to these pastors from a jail mm-hmm. and said, "Hey, man, where are you at?" Right, you know what I mean. Um, so, so th- those kinds of things. And what kind of uh, thoughts or advice or encouragement do you have to people? Who are feeling this angst and wanting to stand up, right? But there's so much of the emotion and the human kind of feeling, right? Where you just want to go punch somebody and yell, and that's not the necessarily the best way. So how do you begin to stand? Well, whoever you're leading, if it's your children, they're watching how you handle it. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter how much scripture they read or what you tell them. They're going to watch how you handle it. So if you want them to be like you in that moment, they will be. And, uh, My kids are grown, so I can say this, Um, and they're very faithful. (laughs) And um, so you have to take a stand, period. This is your time. Now, does that mean there's pain? There might be. What's the cost? What's the cost of not doing it? There's your advice. If I do this, I may die. Is it worth it? If I don't do this, I will surely die spiritually. Mm -hmm. Think about that. So those are some things to consider. The other thing is, is does this contribute to your highest priority or does it distract from it? Those are just some things to think about. But look, if you have a vision, then it, whether it's for building a company uh, or, or changing some lives or you know, creating a piece of art or, or teaching or whatever it is, you will never get there if you don't start moving forward and in despite pain and distractions, mm. why were some of the great companies created in a garage where it was hot and they didn't have the money? You know, I, I'm, I'm not praising. I hate big tech, but but I look back on some of the origins and some of the people that started it. They're, they're, they were innovators. They were doing good things. It's completely perverted now, mm-hmm. thanks to corrupt uh, government and all that crap. But but you go back to where some of this stuff started, and Apple, and or you know Paul McCartney and John Lennon writing, just writing songs. That's God's genius working through you in whatever way. So, but you got to know where you want to go. Mm. God's saying where you want to go. He already knows. He sees it all. He's drawing you in. So, if something distracts from that, um, be very careful. If something contributes to it and it takes longer. And you have to put up with something to get there. You know, you have to think about that. Yeah. The biggest thing is, does it give you peace, uh, or does it does it steal your peace? If you're just going after relief, you know, go along, get along. 
The go-along, get-along crowd will die. Mm. The people that, that change and lead are the people who will stand up. And what you see, I'm saying this from experience, is you see the enemy fall. Mm. God is with you. But if you don't, if you retreat, then the enemy wins, and you're, you stop expanding the territory. Yeah. We're here to take this place. We're not here to sit around and just praise God. We've got to work from him, for him, and carry out what he made us to do. That requires vision. He doesn't show us everything. He gives us a keyhole view so that we, he will draw us in, and we'll get excited about it, and we have to uncover it, yeah. co-laboring. Co- co- well, that's thy kingdom come, thy will be done. I mean, there's action to it, right? right? It's infusing some action. Yeah. You know, I think about, um, you read from your book there, the stories of the heroes of faith, but... You you almost look at every single one of them like, what would have happened if Joshua had only marched around five times? What would have happened if Daniel would have given in to Nebuchadnezzar, or no, it was King Darius, and he would have not prayed to his God? Yeah. What would have happened if Esther would not have shared the vision with Mordecai? Right. What would have happened? I mean, there's all of these instances. What if Moses would have not gone to Pharaoh ten times? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, so there's so well, many— Unless Jesus came through those events— Exactly. You know, and God planned it, but man had to dig in and trust yeah. and own it. Moses had to own what he was doing. He didn't know everything. He had to step into it, and the more he did, the more he knew, the more he could see. Yeah. This is not an intellectual uh, exercise. It's spiritual. It's far greater. Yeah. That's why wisdom is way better than intellect. Yeah. It's that it's the hall. It's the heroes of faith. The hall of faith. What is it? Hebrews eleven. When it kind of lists out all yeah, of those who by so. faith did this, 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 yeah. and this. So you're saying now is our time to embrace that same thing yeah. and do what it is that he calls us to do. Right. You know. And and again, that thing is firm. It takes a stand against right. this system, against this thing right. that raises its head and pretends to be God. Yes. Like a King Darius. Like a Jericho. Yes. Like a Pharaoh. Now, we're in a modern-day moment where we are called to be men and women who stand against these things that elevate themselves as gods in our culture. Right. That's right. So, so you've got to have vision, you, and, and you've got to start somewhere. And you have to start with knowing that you're God's idea. Read Psalm 139, but, but dig into the characters in Scripture, and God will start showing you. Dream, Right. And, and, and that's that's a whole nother show, but you've got to be moving forward. Think of it that way. The train going the wrong direction has to stop, has to turn around. It has to understand where it's going, and then it has to start moving. It's a slow process, but once it's going in the right direction, it's pretty hard to stop it. Yeah, That's why we sit here, you know, six years ago, I didn't even know anybody here, um, barely knew you. And here we are, you know, we're changing a bunch of lives, and we're starting big things, and it's just growing. Yeah. Um, that's God. You know, the Lord was speaking to me about that, Kev. It's funny. I went back in my email, and fortunately, I have the same email addresses and all. And I, I ran into some of your old, uh, our correspondences when we first met, when you first came to town. And it was just humbling just to see how God has continued to work. And I'm grateful for it, grateful for you and just the, the, the brotherhood, the friendship, and, and all that's been brought into it. Sure. Um, yeah. it's, it's, too. it's exciting. The, the interesting piece, though, is is I've recognized, man, that there's something about August. Like, there's something about this season of the year, this time of year, mm-hmm. that has birth on it. 
you know, I, you you know this, I'm sure, but you came to North Carolina first in late August. Um, yeah. You know, learning to feel the word was written in August. <laughs> Our very first Life Center uh, meeting, Crazy for the City, was in August. You know, yeah. um, here we are with this launch of Fearless is in yeah. this same season. You know, July, yeah. August. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. you know, the God, I, I just feel like God's saying that this is a season of I'm birthing something. You kept talking about the birth pains, the birth pains, the birth pains. Yeah, so I'm hopeful. I'm so hopeful right now. Prophetically, we see in part. But part of what I see is God's birthing this thing in this moment. Yeah. He's bringing it to fruition. Right. So stay encouraged and stay the course, and we're right here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're 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 in this together. You know, we're here to fill the gaps um, because you have you matter to God. That's I tell people all the time, or not all the time, but I, I'm always willing to say it. Uh, if I care more about your spiritual health than you do, then uh, we don't need to meet. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. So, so we're we're leading by example, but but at eye level, you know, we're spiritual uh, brothers and sisters. We're family. So come on, you got big stuff to do, it, but it can start very small. But it 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 really taps into your soul and and gets you moving forward. So so just one thing would be just to dig in, find one character one in hero. scripture that one hero men or women, that you want to learn about and learn all you can about them and then go to the next one. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon you'll know, if you don't know what all that means in my book, you'll know God is up to the, bar- the, the, the business of miracles, meaning the impossible always bends its knee to him, always, if we will first do the same. That's it. Amen. So we have to stand on that. Have vision, though. Yeah. You know, it's first step, be firm know who you are, know what was given to you. Um, we'll dig into it more yeah. uh, in a few weeks. Well, I know you kind of alluded to it, and we've got just a few minutes here before we wrap up. So mm-hmm. um, we are, um, you know, we're, we're taking a bit of a, just a couple of weeks, but taking a bit of a break from our normal format. Right. Um, you know, so just just an encouragement to people looking ahead for the month. I mean, we've got a lot of stuff going on. Right. Um, just kind of parting words from you, parting thoughts as you step away for the first time in a while um, to do what's much needed and and, and replenish and, re- and refresh. And mm-hmm. um, so just how are you, how's your heart kind of going into this? Well, I, I don't want to stop. Um, I, I want to go, 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 go. And, uh, you know, I'm taking one week to really rest. It means, you know, read a book and, you know, <laughs> eat a good meal. Uh, we've been very blessed to, to be able to do that at, uh, down in uh, Kiowa Island. Uh, um, but uh, the next week we'll be um, uh, just working very diligently on some other peripheral things are very important things. So not meeting with people uh, per se, uh, not doing a big, long mentoring schedule. So uh, it's a work. Uh, probably we could both use a month off, but right now it's time. It's go time. Mm. So this is good, but but until you know, uh, we're actually going to be off from the show. We're, we'll, we'll do a replay or whatever, and you know, we'll see what it looks like. But uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, this is your moment. Mm. Stay encouraged. This is the playing field. There's a great Mark Twain quote. Um, I wanted to read that if we had a chance. Yeah, but. Um, it says the two most important days of a man's life are the day he's born and the day he finds out why. So think about that. This is the time to find out why. And we're all in to help you do it because God made you to do that. 
So you're not alone. You may be alone in your environment in the day, but you are not alone. We are here to support and stand with you in where God's taken you. Mm. And, um, you know, we're not going to back down from that. Yeah. That's how you change the world. And we're going to. Amen. You know? Amen. It's just such a good season, man. We've got so much uh, happening right now, like you said, uh, on the back end uh, with, you know, this launch that's coming down. So big news coming around the corner uh, for those who are already yeah. a part of what we do. Right. Um, but a great opportunity for you to be able to carry this message and mission forward you know, with, with something tangible that people can start to grab hold of. Yeah. Um, so we're going to come back with that, you know, thing on fire. Yes. And, and one last thing, think about the upside down nature of this. When things look the worst with God in the world to your eyes, that he's up to something that it will become the best. Yeah. And that's another beautiful picture in scripture. It, it's always that way. So get ready. Good yeah. things are on the way, but you have to engage it have to step into it and take your place. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Well, Kev, man, thanks so much, dude. Just blessings over your time. Um, just praying for you. I invite anybody to just uh, join in that uh, endeavor. Um, it's a good, good season. Um, guys, connect with us, uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. Uh, get plugged in. We're here for you. We'd love to help. Uh, you can set up a call with me. I would love to talk to you, kind of find out more about where you are, what we offer. Um, so we are here for you. We appreciate you. Joe, many thanks for producing the show. And Matt Ham, Kevin Adams for Wake Up Our Faith signing off. Have a good one.